We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Shout out to Our Heroes Rock. Hoodies are dope. Feeling real festive. I got a wrestling ugly sweater. You know it's the holiday season. You know it's a pro wrestling show. When producer Cole Bebe is in the building. Not, not actually. He's, he's calling in. But you're still here with us, Cole. Yeah, laughing all the way. I'm always here. <laughs> uh, There's a you shadow were, somewhere. If you were in studio, you definitely would have uh, taken like a bump of some sort. If Ooh. I go in that studio, it's only physical harm that's going to happen. That's Let's it. See, I what mean, it hit you it, with to this recap, Christmas tree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to recap, I mean, what this wrestling year? I've been thrown over a table twice. I've gone through a table. Um, I got uh, beat up in the uh, NXT parking lot. It's uh, you know. Uh, but somehow I'm still here and uh, still call you guys friends. So I don't know what that says about my brain, but, uh, you know, here I am. Much like Bray Wyatt, it wasn't us. It was Uncle Howdy. So <laughs> if he can use it, so can we. So we appreciate you all for listening as always. Damn, it feels good to be here talking pro wrestling and one of my favorite wrestling shows of the year, Corner Podcast Awards, 8th Annual Pro wrestling show is always one of the best. You know, it's not kids. You're not supposed to have a favorite. But this is like my favorite corner podcast awards. Pro wrestling, there's always so many different things to pick from. Rarely do we ever agree on a pro wrestling award show. So we're all going to give our nominees for the awards, come to one agreement of who wins it um, for all these categories. It is going to be fun. But this year we've been starting off the shows differently. First and foremost, we're starting it like we do pay-per-views. Cole, Dre, overall feelings. We're splitting this one. Our other shows are a little different. What are your overall feelings and grades for the WWE this year? Uh, the, this was tough for me. And you want a grade. Okay. Great. This was tough because it's the whole yeah, no, it's split in year. Half. It's split in half. I, can't, I don't even remember pre-July. No, but it's uh, B, B, B minus. That's not bad because it started off. It started off shaky, but WrestleMania was good. Yep. Um, you know, obviously the Cody arrival, you know, Vince getting ousted. Stone Cold. Uh, yeah, Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Like, it, it 
was it's a, it was a B year. It wasn't like the best year, but it, you can see it was on the. And we're just talking WWE main roster. We're not talking NXT. No. Okay. No. Right, that's that's that'll <laughs> that bring it down a lot. A lot. A lot. But yeah, I, I give it a B. I think it was a B year. It's not an A year. I know there's some people out there was like it's an A. No, it's not an A year. No, it was a solid, a very solid B year. I feel like this is the first time in this show's history this has happened. What? I give it a C. C. Okay. I think. Triple A's or triple A, uh, triple H's portion is a solid A minus so far. That's more generous than I would give triple H's, but all right. Yeah, it started off really hot. These are always tough times. Like my expectations for this portion of the year aren't hot. Like it's always tough. This yeah. is always the toughest part to book. And he had to clean up a lot of shit. But the bloodline's only gotten better, which it could have got stale. And you're as good as your champion at the top of the card. He made the mid-card belts matter. The women's division has been fine. Bianca didn't drop the belt on some fluke shit. Like, she's still a strong champion. They have a Ronda problem. He's yeah. trying to fix the tag team division, so that's cool. And they have a, a belt problem. Because Roman's great, but, like, the shows are still missing something. Two tag champions on each show would be great as well. He's trying to fix that. A-minus for trips. Vince left... At a D, trending towards D minus. You lose Sasha. Cody, who is like, you threw all your eggs in that basket, gets hurt, tears his pack. You throw Sami Zayn into the bloodline. I think that would have ended by SummerSlam had Vince kept going. Um, by all accounts, he changed everyone's name right before he left, nuked NXT, even though that's not in consideration. But still, like, you bring people up and you may. St- Butch. That was this year or last year? It was this year. Hmm. There's a bunch of like, everyone got their name changed this year. And it was just weird. Like Gunther, Gunther from Walter, but then you strip him of his faction and kind of neuter him and then complain about it. There was just a lot of bad stuff. Vince was trending towards an F. So I landed in the middle to see. Cole? I'm I'm surprised that's not enough for Vince because that's that's I think it was going that Vince, way. Mania was great, like especially over the last you know year year and a half year and a half. I think whenever we talked about WWE, it was always like, all right, who's pissed off now? Who's who's getting fired? Who's getting laid off? Yep. Who who who's getting their name changed? It was a disaster, and you want to talk about a disaster? WrestleMania season was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. The WrestleMania nights did make up for it and ended up being very good. But I mean, going into it, uh, I mean, the Royal Rumble was maybe one of the worst Royal Rumbles ever. I don't even um, remember it. Oh, hey, we it, were doing the like, show. Why? We were doing the show. Yeah, I, I watched it and, a couple and, weeks and ago Shane, for the first time. Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny were in like the last three or four. Oh, that's right. that Shane were, got that fired were, because of the Rumble. Shane so got bad. fired because Shane <laughs> called his own number, apparently. And it was was right around that time, like the day one stuff happened and Brock dropped the title only to win the rumble. Yeah. Royal rumble was a, was a disaster. C minus. No, I'm going to get it. (laughs) He's right. Like Cole's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I I think, I think after that, like, yeah, the triple H has been on cleanup duty and that's why I don't think we're seeing the full, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to go like here, like, Trips gets an A plus or, you know, the B plus or whatever he get. Like he's been doing so much cleanup work. 
I put the year as a whole at around a C for the reason of like, literally the standard for WWE was at the earth's core. Like it was so low. The bar was so low. And to the other company that we'll talk about soon, AEW, like their whole capitalization for a good year was we're not WWE. And that was good enough for them to be gaining popularity and getting wrestling talent. So it was just like, straight up WWE was not a place that people really wanted to be. And it didn't feel like that. It didn't come through the television. So, you know, now we're at this point where they are in a healthier state. It feels like a wrestling company again, feels like a wrestling promotion again. It doesn't, you know, it feels like we're, we're being treated less as idiots as we were before. So has everything been perfect? Absolutely not. Um, however, things are a little bit better. I still think Kel, Kel's right. There's a little bit of a, bottleneck issue in the women's division especially with all the the additions that we've i shouldn't are they additions or were they all brought back i don't know either your term whatever terminology you choose to use they brought in a lot of a lot of women to that division but there is a ronda problem uh and that is something that still needs to be figured out come this wrestlemania season um i still think elements like the judgment day still don't really do it for me i thought bray's return was great and everything since then has been uh confusing to, to like a whole lot a whole nothing to me yep. um and i think the biggest thing that they have going for them has been uh has been the bloodline and they've been fantastic um and all i could say is you know we could have a lower grade here but thank the lord for sammy Zayn. he has him going into the bloodline and their whole story kevin owens being thrown into there when, by the way, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were probably the best parts of WrestleMania yep. with a yep. st- Stone Cold match and the Jackass match, which <laughs> deserves its shout outs because that was way better than anybody thought it was going to be. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, I think, you know, like the, the bloodline is wrestling succession, which I am such a big fan of and I can't wait to see. There's a lot of potential going forward for them for this WrestleMania season. And I'm really, really excited about getting to rumble and seeing how all that shapes up because with this loaded roster men's and women's there's a lot of different ways we could go and you have cody rhodes as well cody rhodes all right rolling right into that wait hold on hold on i'm re- i'm going back to a b minus I, <laughs> I forgot about money in the bank too oh my mm. god yeah so it's like b minus c plus now because i totally spaced that yeah, when that you mentioned butch is. i was like oh and Royal rumble was bad but money in the bank was bad yes it was um yeah b minus anyway i still think it was i think it was a good year because clash of the castle was really fucking good Roman versus Logan Paul had no business being as good as it was. No, it, that they, was they, good. But that's like early trips. Yeah. And no, it's, I, I get it. He's been around four months. <laughs> so, like well, the other yeah. seven. Half and half. Yeah. But WrestleMania was good. It's been shaky. Surprisingly, WrestleMania was good. So I, Cole reminded me that the build for Mania was shit. It was trash. But yeah. I, the I, night I, delivered. I'll hang on to a B minus because the bloodline angle has been very strong. Cole, so you bring it back this way. What is your overall grade for AEW on the year? Overall grade for AEW. Boy, I feel like this is a, this is, the WWE one is complicated for like a, a very additive reason of like, there is Vince era, there is Trips era. AEW is so all over the place. Cause I think going into the year, there was so much optimism for AEW. AEW was over the moon. Yep. CM Punk back. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole let alone all the other wrestlers that would soon come and swerve. Keith Lee, uh, 
I mean, just they it just it seemed like it was like WWE was laying people off, and then two weeks later we'd see them in in an AEW ring. <laughs> um, I think. Oh, this is tough. I'm I'm kind of in the same range. I'd probably say B minus for AEW, and I think you know with AEW their weekly television, you know, they have a particularly different style. They have not been able to execute long-term bookings very well. Part of that this year was due to injuries. Yeah. And it was injuries piling up all over the place. Really, really impacted their long-term storytelling for their their big marquee programs. Um, but even like in like a mid-card area, they really don't, it's really not necessarily about long-term storytelling. It's all about, all right, how can we put on the best weekly show we can? And it kind of feels like, where where WWE and the Bloodline kind of feels like a show you're watching like like a Netflix series yeah. and you're going through a season. AEW feels more like a serial where it's you know you kind of show up one week and things are a little bit different. They're kind of the same, but you're getting you know what's the flavor of the month you know this week. Yeah. Um. And that's that's <clears throat> that's gone to their advantage and also gone to their detriment. Um. So I think that's something that hopefully they can hopefully they have better injury luck. Um. Uh, as far as their long-term story goes, uh, them losing, I mean, what we assume is losing CM Punk is definitely whether, however you feel about Brawl Out and how all that went is, is a loss. I mean, CM Punk was a huge draw for AEW. There's just no question about it. So how they pick up the pieces from that and how they keep going is going to be interesting. They also have... Um, they have a women's division problem that is now finally got some potential with it. Cause they finally put the belt on someone who's red hot. So that is helping a lot. Um, we're of course this speaking of recency bias. I, I was about to say, yeah, from the right now, right? really good shows potential, but it's really just like, you want to talk about like the serialized nature of it. it like it was, uh, that's an element of AEW that needs, some more storytelling like the, these women have to be given time to create these stories and and have them have payoffs so where they were very focused on like this is their one match this is their one match like yeah. every week and the only real story element we had was brit and jamie and we didn't pay that off they also really missed on a lot of payoffs for their <laughs> long-term storytelling so i'd say i would say b minus c plus range um because i think overall they still on individual basis they would they would still just like every couple of weeks be cranking out a match that you're you're talking about and is 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 notable and their pay-per-views however the builds went most of the pay-per-views were incredibly solid so um yeah i'm in i'm in that kind of middle range they're definitely super indeed out this year um i'll go next i'm going to give this the other ones like the wwe is almost a c minus this is a c because there's mostly because they're same problems last year this time are the same problems now where it's just you bring in all this talent and there's really not a plan for them and you're trying to do something on the mid card but failing horribly in that and then the added nature of they had an ROH problem and that may bode well and be an ROH positive for 2023 and 2024. But in 2022, it was a problem. And there's no other way around that. They had to go after a deal. 
They had to shoehorn in all this other extra talent. And it further diluted a mid-card. It added way too many titles. Um, way too many people were on and off television. Ricky Starks is great again now, but he was super hot three months ago. And you look at a guy like Mero who hasn't been around for whatever reason. I don't know if he's injured. Then you had so many different moving pieces. Darby's cool, but he's just kind of doing Sting stuff. And you have all these mid-card pieces, but none of them feel like they're really justified. I think Jungle Boy is the exception, maybe. I feel like he's maintained strong. That's a Christian Cage. Same program for six months. Hey, long-term storytelling works. So, yeah, it's just, it's a C for me. The women's division is still very one-match oriented. Like, haters hot. And the crowd, you know, is heating her up every time she comes out. And that's great. But there's still no feud there. Even this week, giving her the main event, Genshita is just like, oh, these two can wrestle. Let's remind you guys that the women here can wrestle. That's great. We know you guys can wrestle. It's not a sports entertainment company, but you need some sports entertainment. WWE is not a wrestling company. You need some wrestling. I feel like they're struggling in that storytelling, making people care beyond the live crowd is hot. Yeah, it's a super indie crowd. They're going to pop for everything. Can you make people at home care? Can you develop new fans? Can you make kids care? How are you going to build on this? Like, the, the storytelling there is lacking. So they get to see outside of Tony Khan hugging people and CM Punk eating, you know, fucking random cupcakes and shit. Like, it's, it's a C overall. I'm giving it a B. I don't know how. Like, you guys are very hard on your grades, and I'm usually the harsh grader. <laughs> That was a, an, a it, it wasn't last year, but you came into the year with MJ versus CM Punk, which was an excellent feud. We went to double or nothing with one of the greatest brawls we ever saw in the arena. Like they they didn't miss on their pay per views, they just didn't. No, For, Forbidden Door was excellent. Some were long as hell, but there's great long, moments. But in they, a lot of them, they didn't miss their pay per views. No, didn't miss. They were long as fuck. You had Hangman versus Danielson. You had Daniel Garcia versus Danielson. You had Moxley versus Garcia. You had Wheeler Yuta and Gar. I think, I think they had a strong year in the ring. The complaints about storytelling they're prevalent. They exist, but this it's it's. Uh, if they weren't AEW and they were Indie Promotion X, we would have gave it a high score. We're great. Oh. We're grading this off of the storytelling for weekly television, hundred percent. But I, I'll still give it a B because I think they they hit where they needed to hit. They overcame some adversity in terms of storytelling. Yeah, a lot of shit doesn't click. It's impossible. It'll be impossible for somebody to get an A from this. But I thought this was still a very Strong year. They didn't get an A last year. No, they didn't. I think I gave them like a B plus. Oh, that's that was rough. I felt like they, I felt <laughs> like they got they got really close. They were like on the verge. Like everything was starting to come together, and a lot of things fell apart that was beyond their control. But they do have a women's division problem. Like as you mentioned, they do have a like. All right, we got all these pieces, and it's like, uh, who fits where? Okay, you know, House of Black disappeared. Now they're back. It's like, all right, it's like they're figuring things out amidst the injuries. I still think it's a strong brand overall. The ROH thing, yeah, it was an issue. But I think in-ring, it was a very strong year in-ring for AEW. They struggled storytelling-wise. Yeah. But that's a lot of that's due to injury. And if I give the WWE a B-, minus, I'm going to give them a B. That's fair. I mean, I gave one a C and another one a C-. minus. I feel like they're that close with the AEW being a little bit 
above. And I think Cole's ratings showed the same. Like, AEW had a little bit better in year WWE as a whole. Yep. So, we'll see next year. I mean, AEW set up where a lot of their people are coming back. You kind of have the full, you know, chessboard to play with. (laughs) And now it's like you got to make it count. You have a guy on top who's young, who's charismatic, who has star power as your champion. Let's see else you build and, and make credible feuds and build new main event stars. To me, that's that's the key of 2023. Who's going to build their next generation of stars? AEW already has theirs. MJF you, is the guy. Yes, but you can lose MJF in a year, mm. right? Like there, we say that you can lose anybody in a year, but that's fair. But I'm saying like. You think you have that guy? Like WCW had Sting. Like Sting was there the whole time. Like you can have a guy all the way throughout. But sometimes you could lose this guy. This guy can get injured as we've seen. Or you can just book someone horribly and really fuck up their whole momentum. So it's like you should hit on MJF. You should hit on Ricky Starks. You should hit on Jungle Boy. All these people 30 and under. And it's like, yo, you have all this talent to hit on 30 and under and be fine. But you got to do it. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I think that's the race now. It's like, who's creating the next Randy Orton's, the next AJ Styles, all these people who carried the last, what, 2000 through 2015? It's time to create those new people to go from 2020 to 2035. And who's going to do it? Next up, the other thing we've added this year, Corner Festivus. Festivus, for the rest of us, it wouldn't be Christmas and holiday time without Festivus. Uh, We don't have the poll here but next year trust there will be a giant poll in here but we will start with the airing of grievances what bothered you most in pro wrestling as a whole over this past year one thing that bothered you most and it's tough because Vince McMahon did a lot of dumb shit so I mean I I feel like it's easy to go to Vince and kind of nitpick that and be like, okay, this, this is the problem there. Mine, when I looked at everything as a whole, I, I really had a problem with, and this is the only time I'm bringing it up because it just saddened me, the collapse of NXT. It was unnecessary. It has been reversed somewhat, but the brand has not helped. No. All the people who were cut from down there just went to the main roster. And then the brand, even though Carmella Hayes is great, Ron Breaker has something, you got to figure it out. You got something, there's some talent. Grayson Waller, you say whatever the hell you want. He's easily hated. That's a great quality in pro wrestling. They, they got some pieces. It just got there real bad. And they tore it down for a weekly television product it's shitty. It's a ghost of what it was. And I feel like it's out of spite. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I don't want to grossly assume, but Vince leaving, the scandals, all that shit, didn't pop up the day before he left. I'm thinking maybe there were some writings on the wall. Vince said, fuck it, I'm tearing this shit down. And when I'm gone, it's going to be how I want it to be because there's no other pieces here to do anything else. We're only going to have NCAA and random-ass people talent. We're only going to have, and my way is going to last forever because all your indie people, all the people, they're all gone, whether I'm here or not. Lo and behold, they opened up the purse strings and signed everybody back. 
but they would have been in a pickle. So that's my biggest thing. The, the death of NXT, as we know it, my biggest gripe of the year. I already saw 205 Live die, man. Like, I had to watch NXT now. WWE fucked me up. So that, that's my, my gripe. Cole, you go. Um, I, I think there are, uh, there are a couple directions that, that we can go with this. There, there's, they, Kel, Kel in, in, in you recapping something, actually something else came to mind, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that later. I think my, my main gripe that I think I have uh, from, from this year, and, and I don't think it's necessarily anything new, but I think it was, a, it was extremely prevalent this year, given um, all, all of the backstage drama that was occurring, in, especially in AEW. Um, but people's really gross reactions and overreactions to it, um, where people are are constantly searching for the death of AEW um, whenever uh, a pin drops somewhere, and all of a sudden everyone's up and oh, there's such shit, they're so bad. It's like, guys, <laughs> wrestling in the '80s and '90s, like people were probably like stabbing each other back there. Like for the love of God, the things that are happening there were a, like a dog bit Kenny Omega. Like, probably, it's not going to hold a candle to shit that was happening in the 80s and 90s. People got over shit in what wrestling. Is it a dog? And in fact, people, uh, or uh, he, oh no, wait, it was, uh, it, it was, was a person. Who yeah. That's right. Sorry. And, they, and, and it was because Kenny was saving the dog. Excuse me. All you right. can see how I get that mixed up. Sure. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and also humans, humans biting each other. I don't <laughs> fucking still wild. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's tame. But, tame but also, like, you know, 80s and 90s, like, people, like, had shit going on backstage that was, probably way more hardcore and they figured out how to make money off of it. The real key is, is drama is such a prevalent part of wrestling. Wrestling at the end of the day is essentially a reality television show. Um, and the key is to take that drama and figure out how you can make money off of it. Right. Yep. They figured out how to make money off of MJF calling Tony Khan and fucking Mark. Right. It didn't burn down the company. It didn't, it wasn't the the end of days. Him getting on a flight didn't, you know, wasn't the end of days, right? Like, just a gross overreaction to all the drama that kind of surrounded, uh, that, that that surrounds, you know, either AEW and WWE too. Now, granted, like WWE, there's the stands that have the reverse problem where they'll do the they'll book something super small and it's the greatest thing ever since sliced bread, and that's the death of AEW when. Like people were defending Vince shit. So like people were going after Sasha Banks when she decided I'm out. And it's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, no, you don't realize that the company is in the wrong here. We can be critical here and it's okay. So I think the it's WWE really just smarks thing. bother Cole. It's the gross. It's just, just really just gross overreactions uh, to everything. And also I will say on top of that, um, anyone who goes online and um, says the term rink psychology uh, when they don't like a flippity dippity shit match, um, <laughs> bothers the hell out of me because that is a person that has no idea what they're talking about. Taking a shot at uh, Cornette. Any, <laughs> uh, any, any of those people beef. that like listen to Cornette and don't watch wrestling, like at the end of the day, like you don't, you just, you, you don't know what's going on. Like just be entertained by what you're watching. Yep. I don't get it. Like people will do something like athletic and they'll botch it and everyone goes, oh, botch, you suck. Oh, you botched it. But then we get a crazy, like, flippity dippity segment like part of the match where like five different things happen and it's uh that didn't do ring psychology for me like what do you want what's going to entertain you if nothing's going to entertain you go watch something else like that's <laughs> like 
I'm all for, you know, storytelling within the ring. Do not get me wrong. That is not at all what I'm saying. I think storytelling is obviously a very important part, but you can tell a story while doing flippy shit at the same time. They're freak athletes. Let them do their thing. And if they can do it well, that's awesome. So ring no, psychology. I love the flippy shit. <laughs> it's easy for me. And this, this is like my, my MAGA problem with the UFC is tribalism and pro wrestling. That's just it. Oh, I watch similar to Cole. Yeah, it's, it's every year. Well, this year it showed it more than anything else. I hate Cody Rhodes in AEW. Shows the WWE, they fucking love him. What happened? Same fucking guy. Same guy. Same the man, music. The man got a bruised chest and y'all lost your fucking mind. Like, stop. Stop. Sasha Banks. Everybody loves Sasha Banks. And now she's not there and people are like, oh, we don't need her. What are you talking about? Y'all are big Sasha Banks marks. I mean, I'm a huge Sasha Banks. I also think they might not need her, but I, I still like Sasha. Like, but it's just ridiculous watching the tribalism at work. Like, people will just go out of their way to shit on one company or the other and not just, look, good wrestling is good wrestling. Gunther and Sheamus had a fucking banger this year. Incredible. We can't, like, I've seen AEW fans like, ah, it wasn't that great. What are you talking about? It was great. I've seen the other side of this where they just completely act like FTR didn't exist. You know, like, I just, I don't get why you have to pick a side when neither of these promotions are fucking paying you? Well, when FTR was the revival, they were the shit in NXT. But that's these what people love them. It gets, it and gets, now it's just like... It's weird. Like, you go... I mean, we watched it with Adam Cole. Adam Cole's the same guy. Yeah. He goes from one promotion to the other and everybody lost their shit. Something really cooled off in AEW, though. I, don't I mean, know he why. got hurt. Yeah, right? Other but than, even when he was there, it was kind of like wonky. But he was, he was crazy over. Yeah. It wasn't like he was not over. No. He was ridiculously over. I think it's over. the theme song. The new theme song just didn't hit as much. I don't think it's that. I just think people but, looked at him in AEW and was like, oh, he's doing this. Like, dude, he was on NXT on a one-hour show. the grind. That shit. <laughs> people who love... I mean, shit, we had Swerve on this show. People yes. love Swerve in NXT. Keep it receipts. He shows up to AEW and now he dresses weird. Oh, he's, he's ridiculous. I don't like... No. You know what those are? Allegations. False, False allegations. allegations. But I can't, False accusations. Accusations, my bad. But I can't. The, the tribalism in pro wrestling is just reaching extremes that are absurd. You don't have to fucking pick a side. Why can't you enjoy? Like, same with, like, Marvel and DC shit. Like, one is better than the other. Sure. But to sit there and just go out of your way. I've seen DC people just go out of their way and shit on Marvel. I'm like, Constantly. what are you doing? Make you feel good at night? How about this? Like, if you don't like it, just don't fucking watch it. That's never an option. Ugh, that's my shit. That makes sense. But no, no one's just not going to watch because the, the loudest people are the people who watch something to hate on. It gets, it gets the furthest yeah. in terms of volume. And a, and a collective grievance from all three of us that Sasha Banks is not wrestling right now. So, oh, yeah, that, that easily could have been my number one. Fuck that it. goes. But oh. I feel like we have to we have to mention this just as in a case of just like. How the fuck do you drop that ball? Yeah. How do you how do you do that wrong yeah. by Sasha? And let the just... record show. If she wants to wrestle, I hope she comes back. She wrestles wherever she wants. She's happy as hell. Yep. But personally, I hope she never comes back to wrestling. I think she's at the point where she can go full Cena, full rock, go to Hollywood. Fuck it. If you want to come back, sign WWE for a Saudi bag. Don't come back for anything less than a stupid amount of money. But you're in a position where you can go. You don't have to turn back. You can become a star in Hollywood and say, fuck it. You do runways and all that stuff. And you don't have to tease New Japan, blah, blah. But if you really love it like she does, cool. Do what you want. But I think she's big enough now where she can go and never has to come back. And uh, my other, it's a, it's a minor grievance, but it's a personal grievance, is seeing my brother Big E get hurt this year. Yeah, that's... That, that's, that's always... That's, I mean, you know, we talk every day. 
But it's like, it feels like it was years ago now in my yes. head. Day yeah. one was this year when he dropped the title. And it was from that point, the shit just fell apart and put him in. It's weird because I'm not saying that Ridge broke his neck, but I'm saying he went from champ mm-hmm. to like mid Carter immediately. And he got hurt. And I watched how people reacted to it. And I watched, like, it was, that was the most difficult thing I had to watch was trying to figure out what was going on and having like the world hit me up. Hey, is he okay? Fuck, I don't know. I'm watching TV just like you. And when I, do, when I did talk to him, I was one of the first people we talked to. It was like, I'm not going to just immediately tell y'all he's okay. It's not my business. Yeah. But watching him get hurt and his a career-threatening injury, and obviously he's still not back. And I would have loved weird. to see what he could do with this iteration of the WWE, it, where there's, it, there's a little less shackles. And, but again, health comes first. Yeah, and, that, and that's a bigger scope of injuries. Like, injuries were crazy this year. Yes. Adam Cole, we don't even know if he's coming All back. All promotion. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody got, like, ran. Omega had a great year. He was gone for, like, eight months of it. People were crushed yeah. by injury. injury. <laughs> like, injuries was a killer. But oh, my God. CM Punk hurt twice. That's what I'm saying. One man won, like the two title, months. won the title and broke his foot immediately. He's, Injuries are crazy this year. Came back, I heard again. So it's it's definitely something to look at because we're going to go into the awards here shortly. But it's weird because for so long, we thought injuries were related to the WWE schedule yeah. of like, yo, so many house shows, this, that. Now, the question becomes like, is that lack of activity and having to ramp it up when you have less dates more harmful? No. It, this is what it is. The wear and tear on the body from the daily, like, you're not injured, you're hurt. Injuries are different. People, like, if you talk to anybody that did that grind, that shit just wears your body out. So it's not, it's not the reps. Like, shit just happens, right? People just get injured. Does it happen more? Because no. another thing I've heard is, is Cole's grievance, the flippity-dippity shit. But, like, the pressure now more than ever to put on a five-star banger over and over and yeah. over. You take more chances, you take more risk, it leads to more big injuries. But it's funny, like the injuries, if if you watch wrestling, yeah. the injuries are off of the most basic moves. Yeah. <laughs> you never watch a match and you're like, oh my God, that, that crazy move, other than Brock. concussion came on like some That's random what I'm saying. shit. Yeah. Cole, like John Moxley injuring Hangman. Like if you go through the list of injuries, they're like the most basic thing. CM Punk, a springboard, yep. right? Basic injuries. And this is what happens. It's not the high risk. It's just the, the grind. It's, it's just freak shit happens. Like, there's, like, we just watched Kyler Murray just go down with a non-contact injury. It happens. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. That man can play seven days a week of football and it may never happen. Yep. So it's not the reps. It's just we just had a rash of injuries off of really basic moves. And then last part of Festivus, the feats of strength, who had the strongest year in pro wrestling as a whole, Cole. So... Breaking this down for you, it's not the best wrestler, not the best match. Who grew their star power the most? Mm. Who had the strongest year this year is the question. Who, the so, yes, who, 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 who kind of broke out? Who, who kind of yes. kind of glowed up? Exactly. This year? Well, I, I think I've There's got a lot a, of people to choose from. I, I, I there's, there's, there's one that comes to mind, and, and I, I, I would be shocked if, if none of us shared this answer. But, um, you know, what I hear is that everybody, <laughs> everybody loves the acclaimed. Um, just go back. All I, all I urge people is go back to even like January, February. 
go watch a clip of the acclaim coming out. And that crowd is like, ah, cool. The acclaim. Oh, see, that's a different award. Now, to me. now the acclaimed come out and that crowd is so goddamn over the moon. The second they hear that siren, it's yes. crazy. And it was definitely one of those things that like, I don't think any of us really were able to measure the impact of the acclaims rise throughout the year until we were at the shows when double or nothing was in town in Vegas. Yep. And I think it was dynamite. And we heard that siren go off and that crowd went nuts. And we're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even have a match is, at the pay-per-view. No, they just had them come is, out rap. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. It's like, this is something like they're onto something here. Like the, the, the scissor me daddy ass is working. Put, I mean, obviously Billy Gunn being put into that group and uh, of all phrases, scissor me daddy ass becoming the most popular phrase in wrestling i i don't think anybody i don't think anybody grew more in a calendar year uh than than the acclaimed um i will give a shout out though on the women's side and say that they're uh, someone who certainly came out of nowhere to gain a lot of popularity in that division willow nightingale willow nightingale every time she comes out that crowd is super hot for her and and i think it's it's great to see someone who's been you know, you didn't see the work and now you're seeing the work and you're seeing the, the, the fruits of labor pay off. And I'm hoping for a big year for, for her next year. So also shout out there, but my feats of strength goes to the acclaimed. Yes. My feats of strength. Isn't someone who came out of nowhere. It's someone who had a long history, who was established to many has been one of the best wrestlers, best workers for the past decade. Gotten exponentially better, not better, but, finally can shine. Sami Zayn. Hmm. He is my winner of Feats of Strength. What he was able to do from that jackass match to what the hell are we doing with Sami at all to dancing randomly behind Rome and then what he's done with the bloodline and has carried that group to now the anticipation of what I have going into Mania season. People want him to challenge and take the belt off of Roman. Yeah. yeah. It was never in that conversation prior to July, August. Sami Zayn is my guy for feats of strength. Strongest year in that's pro a, wrestling. Those that's two, a great answer. Those are two damn good picks. Uh, mine is Bianca Belair. Think about Ooh, no. last year. We thought she, it was Summer done. Slam. SummerSlam. Summer we thought Slam. it was over. <laughs> she thought it was over. Yep. She was right here on the show. thought it was over. Yes, she was. She goes in the Royal Rumble season. She goes into WrestleMania, has a fantastic match with Becky Lynch. And not only has she been the champion and basically unbeatable, but now she's got a reality show. She's been on, like, college football. She's been everywhere. She brought out the HBCU band. When you talk about a profile that's exploded, for a company that was dominated by the horsewomen, that woman has surpassed them. So I I will say Bianca because this – yeah, this time last year, we weren't sure what Vince thought of her. And she grinded her way back to the top and is... I, other Arguably, than, she wasn't supposed to be in that match with Becky. No. By chance. It's Charlotte saying, yeah. I want Ronda. Yeah, basically. So it's, it's Bianca, but I don't think there's any wrong answer with the ones that you guys gave. Because the acclaimed, like, that was from the dirt. Yeah. And Sammy was... You could have been going nowhere fast. Yep. But Sammy's always been turned like dog shit into gold. But this year he's really done. It's next level. Good shit. Next yeah, level. It's one, it's one thing, it's one thing for them to go like, let's 
oh wait this guy just turns everything from from bad into something good into let's invest in this and yeah. like let's actually make this a premier part of our programming good management um, Cole. good management goes good a long management goes a long way things. Let's start with our first corner podcast award for 2022 men's wrestler of the year. Oh, this isn't, this, this is, is a little easier now that Cole's here. Cause like we might have a tiebreaker the other time. We just had to figure out who to give it to. Um, mine is easy. I'm not sure anyone has ever had this many five-star matches in one year. Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay <laughs> is my men's wrestler of the year and in ring isn't everything, but damn, it's a lot. Yeah. And he's figured it out yeah. on the mic. Amazing heel. If you guys don't watch New Japan as much and cool, you'd be like, well, the mic work doesn't work there. Don't worry about that. He showed up in AEW for like six weeks, cut a couple of great promos, showed how charismatic he was, and stole the show. He looked like a superstar on national TV every single week. So point people are like, oh, he's gone. Like, you, you want to see him come back. And people are hype and probably going to tune in to Wrestle Kingdom to see him versus Kenny Omega because of... They don't know any of the shit happened before. And Will Ospreay teasing a one-winged angel all year in New Japan and overseas and stuff. No, they're, they're tuning in because of what they did together in six weeks on AEW. Will Ospreay is my wrestler of the year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I, there's going to be so many people like, how did you not pick Roman Reigns? And Roman Reigns, don't get me wrong. Had yeah, a, last year. That's great. He had an excellent year. Even in ring, the Logan Paul match, like, he's had a great year. Like, the, the War Games match was great. And let's keep it buck. It wasn't as good as the year before. The Jay Uso feud, no, no, Kevin no. Owens matches. But this, he had a better year last year. Gave this dude, match. Will Ospreay, came into the year with Okada. That's a five-star match. Yep. I don't even talk about Meltzer shit. He went to G1, Shingo Takagi. Uh, Okada again. He worked Michael Oku in progress, I believe. Yes. He gave us a damn near classic with Orange Cassidy. He gave us a banger with Tetsuo Naito. A night who a lot of people was like, he's on his last legs. But that match was incredible. Not to mention the triple threat. He doesn't miss. Yep. The man, it, it, as far as a performer goes inside of that wrestling ring, like between the bells, you are not fucking with Will Ospreay. Who was their first round match in the, in the trios tournament in AEW? The Death Triangle? I Death can't. Triangle. Yeah. That yep. match was a banger. He's ridiculous. Crazy. There's going to be so many people that listen to this podcast and are going to be, cannot believe we didn't pick Moxley or Roman. No, man. If y'all, if that's the only two wrestling things that you watch, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't, I can't help Will it. Ospreay's and the they best. they had great years. Yeah, Will Ospreay's Will, incredible. Will had the best year. Cole? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I, I'm, I am 100% behind Ospreay being the, being the winner here, but I will give my flowers um, to, to who I thought was wrestler of the year. Um, you know, uh, doing it in multiple promotions um, all across. You had AEW doing stuff in GCW, WWE, Ric Flair's last match. That's right, people. The wrestler of the year <laughs> is Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Can you believe it? Slap nuts. <laughs> Can you believe it? Jeff Jarrett is the wrestler. No, I'm kidding. That I'm is sorry. Mine. I had to do it. That is mine. <laughs> no, I, Jeff I think, Jarrett I think- and his two fans popped yeah. over that. <laughs> To give the flowers to John Moxley, yeah. um, the thing with Moxley, I think he was truly the 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 virtual Madden Greg Jennings of the year, in which 
dude could have been broken down and beaten, but dog, he put the team on his back when everything was going wrong. He was supposed to go on vacation, and he said, fuck it, put the belt back on me. The guy, for, for, for how it went that year and how things could have gone so horribly wrong, he was the one who stayed healthy and was able to keep the mantle in AEW in a title picture. He was able to have banger matches every week with somebody new. Um, he was a fighting champion. And then on top of that, his work in GCW as well was fantastic. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think Osprey, Osprey's our one to, to combat though. Cause you know, like you guys said, Osprey just does not miss and his quality of matches that he had in his little short runway in that forbidden door window were absolutely outstanding. Orange Cassidy, the, the, uh, the triple threats, or I'm sorry, the, um, the six, the six man tag matches. Yeah. Um, couple other people as you know i i have a, a extensive list of notes so i like to give some honorable mentions as well um i think i put Zami Zayn on my list as well because of his impact just story-wise yeah. throughout wwe and what he was doing and what he did with jackass the jackass match and everything in the bloodline he is absolutely fantastic dax harwood i want to give a shout out to as well so I, we, I think we i think we will be talking about him uh, later in the show, I would assume. <laughs> yes, uh, but want to give his shout out too for some of his solo work that he that he had. He had some great matches on television. Um, and then um, on the indie scene, Matt Cardona still doing great shit out there. And Mike Bailey also, by the way, is killing it. That dude is having great. some banger matches. He's yes. he's been having some banger matches in Impact. Um, love love seeing his work there. So those are the honorable mentions. Mike Cole coming through with the honorable mentions. But yeah, uh, I love to get I two love to, to one. Will spread Ospreay. the love, man. Spread the love. Women's wrestler of the year. I I mean, this, this is, I don't even got to spend time. Is, Bianca Belair is, is the Bianca. women's wrestler of the year. There, there's no question. No, For no us. one's had a better. No woman has had a better match than she did at WrestleMania this entire year. And then she just followed it up as an amazing reign as champion. She sat here and she was worried about her first reign as champion. and What that meant. She don't got none of those worries this time. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, you talked about the WrestleMania match, but then you talk, you look at the match with Bailey, the last woman standing match. That was great. Her mic work, everything that she does is, it's just, she is head and shoulders above everybody right now. And I know people look at, like, we love Jay Cargill, and people want to just pit them against each other, which is no. weird. Find somebody else to pit her up against. They're at different. They're levels different levels. Right they're, they're clearly yeah. at different levels, especially when it comes to experience. But if you just look at the WWE roster and the AEW roster, there is no woman who accomplishes the feats that Bianca Belair does athletically, and she just continues to get better as a wrestler. So it's easy for me. It's Bianca. Cole. Easy, yeah. Be Bianca Belair, head and shoulders above the rest. Just everything was so consistent this year. She continues to be just an incredible performer. Anytime it's a big stage match, big pay-per-view. She, I mean, all, all of her big matches that she had this year, they all delivered. Um, her two with with Becky uh, at WrestleMania and SummerSlam were both fantastic. The program with, with Bailey so far has been awesome. Yeah. Not is, is not missing uh, is not missing anywhere, but do want to give a shout out because we talked about the women's divisions, how WWE maybe has a little bit of a bottleneck problem. with Ronda up top talk about AEW and how there are reasons to be critical of how we're telling the stories there while they have incredible performers in there. Want to shout out, the impact women's division because they're uh, they are badasses they put on some banger matches over oh yeah, there. yeah and there's actually one i will probably be bringing up here later in the show but just all of them i think jordan grace's run so far has been really good yeah. um she had a great match with masha slamovich um yes. in one of the pay-per-views 
Um, so Ultimate want to give flowers right? like the women's want, yeah. want to definitely say. give flowers to the, the women of impact and Mickey James. Mickey James is making this last rodeo quite memorable. So it's good that she's going to be, uh, how, whenever it ends going out on a high note. Yeah. Um, cause she definitely deserves that. I just watched um, uh, the rumble for the first time because <laughs> we did the show yes. last year yes. and uh, Mickey James showed up with the title. Yep. That was crazy sure with did. the title. Yes. Yes. And it was mentioned. That's when I knew I should have known Vince was out of here. That could have been like a moment of the year. If like a billion different <laughs> highly dramatic things didn't happen. Yeah. Like early on in the year, it was like, Oh wow, that's a big deal. And then shit yep. hit the fucking fan. It's also another easy award. So we swept that one easy Bianca Belair. Tag team of the year. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's FTR. FTR easy. It, there's, look, look, I've watched people go to bat for the Usos, and I think the Usos are incredible. Great. No harm in being second. No, and I think the Usos had tremendous matches with the Street Profits. But that's kind of where the buck stops with the Usos. They've had, and not in a bad way, but that was like their standout match. Their Money in the Bank match with the Street Profits was incredible. But FTR, in this feud with the Briscoes, and FTR facing Aussie Open, like we talking about just great wrestling matches. FTR's got it. Yep. And that dog collar match, holy fuck! Had a great match with the Bucks. They, they don't. Year. They just don't stop. Those two guys bet on themselves leaving WWE. They went to AW, and yes, the complaint will always be, "Damn, they weren't even on AW pay per views that much this year." However. They were everywhere else. They were everywhere else bell collecting, but not bell collecting just to bell collect because they're that fucking good. They're an old school, no flippy dippy bullshit tag team. They, they just smash you in the mouth and, and they just work really hard. That's, that's easily the tag team of the year. And kudos for them doing this entire thing this year as baby faces. Yeah, just because they're good. It, it was, was just shocked. off the basis that they are good. <laughs> Yeah, they never officially turned face. No. Nah. They're just like, oh, they're good. We're going to cheer them. Yeah, we're going to cheer them. Yeah, easy. Cole? Yeah, yeah, seven-star FTR, easy easy pick. I think what's what's amazing to watch about them is, is like, when you're thinking about FTR, you don't think, like, oh, well, they're not, like, flippy-dippy, athletic. They're not doing what Death Triangle's doing. They're not doing what the Elite are doing, the Young Bucks are doing. But except they kind of are, just in a different way, the pace of their matches there are all these points that they hit where just the pace is so unrelenting where it is just like move after move after move after move. And maybe it's a little bit lower to the ground, but it's still, it's such an exciting pace that they bring that athletic element into it that you're not necessarily thinking about. You're not thinking about like, well, when's Ray Phoenix and the Lucha bros. Like when are they going to be jumping off the high shit doing Canadian destroyers off the top turnbuckle? That's not what they're about, but they're they're just doing they have that pace and then of course just the hard hitting bruising matches i mean they them and the briscoes fucked each other up Mm -hmm. i mean those are some of the hardest hitting matches you're gonna see all year um this is it's 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 just they they far and away i think this was like an award like i want to say like halfway through the year like was already decided and there was just no one that was going to catch them and then they just Um, and then they just they just did a couple things to 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 cap it off even their match with the acclaimed was great as well um so i think um you know what that pace is called cole ring psychology ring psychology (laughs) yeah you know that's just good ass wrestling let's just leave it at that you know let's just leave it Uh, at that don't give me that ring psychology amazing tag team and then I feel like we're going to rehash a lot of these men's match of the year. I mean, the, the, here's the answer. The, the we question. broke this down, by the way, people, because it 
If we just gave an overall match of the year, we would have left so much shit out. Yeah. If we just did men and women's, it would have been tough. So we did men's, women's, tag, the, match of the year. The real question to be is... Fair, I, I had to ask for some clarification on on what, what constitutes a tag and what <laughs> yeah. constitutes like just men's match of the yeah. year. So there are a lot of candidates here. Sorry, Gary, go ahead. But I think the, uh, the only question is, is it the G1 match or the Wrestle Kingdom match? It's Osprey and Okada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so which one was better? G1. I agree. And, and, and I watched them both back, and I was yeah. like, holy fuck. I just watched them again this week. Yeah. Osprey and Okada at G1 was spectacular. And their match at G1 is the runner-up. And then Gunther yeah. and Sheamus. Osprey Okada, honestly, at Wrestle Kingdom, took a while to get into. The sprint of that match was incredible. Yeah. But it, it was slow-paced, methodical. It was, I want to, not in a bad way. I don't mean to mock him. But it's like, I want to prove I'm a heavyweight, Osprey. Right. Like, it, it was still like, I'm a big boy now. And, like, wrestled like a real big boy-ass match where at G1, it was just like, yeah, that's nah, the- fuck this. Like, I do what I want. Yeah, I don't, nothing else. To no. So, uh, Cole? that's my match. Of the year. Cole, Osprey pick something Okada, else. G1. Uh, Osprey Okada, G1. Um, but I think, yeah, as far as, as far as WWE and AEW is concerned, I think Gunther Sheamus is, is right up there. Yeah. I, and that was a, it was just, it's, it's everything you want in wrestling uh, as far as um, not only the competitors in the match, but seeing the stage and what kind of became the stakes of that match. Um, it was, and the build, even the build to it was, was brilliant where they had like, you know, they had, uh, you know, Ridge and, and, and Butcher fighting, um, are, are fighting Imperium <laughs> and like, they're just standing in the ring looking at each other. Like there was such an intensity that, Especially up to that point, like that had been long missing from WWE television. Yep. There wasn't anything like that. As much as they tried to shove Roman and Brock down our throats, um, that was like, oh, these two are gonna go, and like these two are gonna beat the shit out of each other, and they did it. And they and the false finishes there had that crowd on its uh, on edge the entire time. Um, and for for I feel like for someone like Sheamus who had been around there for a long time had always been like a good contributor, he had a signature moment yep. uh, in, in that match. And, and, and Gunther was a big part of that. So, yeah, I think, I think they, that needs to have a special shout-out. Um, and then, I mean... AEW yeah, had a couple, though. AEW, not to bring up, but Osprey Cassidy. Osprey Cassidy. Danielson Hangman was last January. Yeah, Death Triangle in the Elite. Well, again, we're not at tags, yes. No, I'm just saying. Oh, well, but yeah, yes. you're, right, you're, you're right. But like singles matches. Boxley and, uh, what was that, Garcia? Had a great That was match. good. That was really good. I mean, they've had a lot of good matches, but uh, yeah, I think far and away. Yeah. Oh, in uh, Triple uh, triple Mania, um, Phoenix versus uh, Viking uh, Heel Div. Oh, yeah. That shit was nah, stupid. Yeah. And if you, go out of your the way to watch that match. Viking. Yeah, yeah go yeah, out of your way crazy. to watch that match. That. At the sporting news, I made that the third, my third favorite match. Like everybody was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Just watch this match." I think EO just got his, uh, EO the Viking just got his uh, visa to work in the U.S. That's fucking scary. And it's, <laughs> so we'll probably see him in AEW come twenty twenty three. Let's get him and, o- and uh, Osprey in the ring together. Oh, I didn't even think of him going to Japan. I just thought he got him like Osprey, him and Omega, a visa to come to the just, U.S. Just, like. You sent him to Japan? Just, just fucking print money anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to be fun for 2023. Women's match of the year. I, it's quick. We touched on this already. 
Uh, to me, it's Bianca versus Becky. It is, but it isn't. Cause, because Kyrie and Iwatami at the New Japan Stardom crossover. Oh, that was, was fucking match. incredible. But I'm gonna go, I'll go with Bianca and uh, Becky. Yeah. And to be clear, B- Bianca Becky at WrestleMania. That's yes. not not necessarily saying their SummerSlam match was was bad by oh, any means. Yeah, that was also a great match. But that WrestleMania match with the entrances, it was yeah. the first. It was it, as, and even though she's not big time Bex anymore, that was the first time that that gimmick really hit. Her entrance there was perfect, and then obviously Bianca's entrance was just so fucking awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bianca Actually, and Becky Bianca racking up golden DCs this year. <laughs> <laughs> Tag match of the year, FTR. Oh God. Dog collar match. Versus the Briscoes is my tag match of the year. Shit was violent. FTR versus Briscoes won is my ma- tag match of the year. That was this year or was that, I thought it was like it was last year. year. Was it? Yes, it was. I'm still going to go with the dog collar match. Even though if it won was incredible. I mean, you could pick them out of the hat, right? It really could. That's match of the year. I think that was the ROH final show. Before mm. they collapsed. And then that, Tony bought it. That would have been last year then. No, no. I think I think Tony, well, maybe. Um, you have to look it up. I can't remember the I'll time. I'll look it up. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's Just put FTR no, Briscoes no. and put a question mark. Question mark. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think, I think Tony, I think, uh, I think Tony had bought it at that point because that was when Samoa Joe showed up. Was the, ah, yes. It was the same yep. paper. Yes, the first yes, yes, yes. So that's we final. We that story from Tony. Was that final destination? I don't remember. Anyway, that's. Okay. Supercard of Honor. April? April 1st. Mania weekend. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> it might change tomorrow because I just watched the dog collar match again. But yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it was brutal. But that first one. Yeah, the first, them near falls were crazy. Ring psychology. It's, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, that is my number one match. So, I had to ask for clarification on a match. Yes, you did. Kel. So, Kel now knows what, what's coming. Yep. Uh, but it'd be hard-pressed for me not to bring up this this match at least uh and 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 give it a fighting chance i almost flipped because wild because wild thing was stuck in our heads from that point on and that was the most chaotic scene i've ever been a part of in any kind of live sporting event anarchy in the arena yeah oh god was absolutely i almost flip flop when cole asked me about this bonkers completely bonkers from everything and granted maybe we're a little bit biased because we were sitting there and and in fact, we were slightly involved in yeah, some of the spots. Someone told you, move your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian Danielson looked me straight in the eye and said, get out of the way. And then freaking threw Angelo Parker on the on the chairs, yeah. which I still took a bump for that. I'm still proud of that. Um, I know, caught COVID healing, guys. for that match. Yeah. We, we, we all, yeah, yeah you can, I don't know how I avoided yeah. that shit. I don't know how you avoided I don't know. It. caught COVID for that fucking um, match. Yeah, Jericho was at my feet at one point. Um, yeah. I mean... And everything up to that point, it was like fucking absolutely crazy. And I think this will uh, this we'll talk about uh, for a segment later. But I have to bring it up now. Eddie Kingston, mm. with a dead look on his face, blood all over him, blood all over his Yankee shirt, walking down the ramp with the gas tank, is one of the most like is one of the craziest fucking images. In, a re- in the Eddie Wrestling Arena, I've ever seen, and everyone was like, everyone believed that he was going to light a man on fire. That <laughs> yeah. was the thing. It's like it yeah. was so believable that Eddie Kingston was just like he had gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs. That was it. His brain's gone, and he's just like, I'm going to light this man yeah. on fire. And he doused him in all the gas. 
That's the tag match of the year. I got to flip it. Even though we're two versus one, mm-hmm. that got to get the award. I'm still sick with FTR. The, the ambiance I mean, I mean, of that look, is yeah. it, it was nuts. Don't get me wrong. It was nuts. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about that anyway. yeah. forever. Like well, that, but what a, what, a, what a year, too, also just not only for just tag wrestling, but the, all the triple threats that we had. I mean, that the, the trios tournament that oh, we had had so tons. many freaking bangers. Yeah. And we're currently going through a series of seven with Death, Tri- Death Triangle and the Elite. And it's just, wee, flippity-dippity shit. What can yeah. I say? Um, but I, at the, when Osprey and the United Empire came over, their matches with Death Triangle and the Elite were awesome. It was great to see Kenny back in the, the ranks. So just a really, a really incredible year for, for, for tag team wrestling. Yep. Just, just it's good to see uh, WWE when, bringing uh, their tag team ranks back to Yeah, they, they got some passion Yeah. I mean, uh, the trios division really helping AEW out a lot. Because, like, the tag yes. team division has been, like, even then, the claim has had some bangers. That's what I'm saying. Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory 1 yeah. was really fucking good. The triple threat tag yes. at, at uh, Double or Nothing. Oh. Yes. Phenomenal. Like, so, there, there's a lot of bangers out there. But, yeah, WWE's trying to get more tags into the mix. It's, uh, they just got to make it feel special with the tag teams. And then give them time. Let them wrestle. Next up. Feud of the year. We only got four more awards. So feud of the year. I picked MJF in, in uh, CM Punk because they ended up in their dog collar match at Revolution. They did. And that feud was incredible. And it ended with a tremendous match. I was trying to go through a bunch of feuds and I was like, mm, I kept going back to that one. So I'm, I'm going with Punk MJF. Colt? Yeah, feud is a, is a really interesting it's interesting because it, it, we need like a beginning and an end. And there's so many, I feel like there's so many storylines that either they ended abruptly with like not having that oomph or they're still ongoing. Yes. Um, I think I know what we'll be talking about come next year, but we're not talking, I mean, we're, we're not talking about what, what happens with the bloodline and Sami Zayn yet. So that, that story still has yet to be told. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Dre here. I think, I think as far as like, Having a few beginning to end, I guess it's a little bit cheating because it started at the end of last year, but CM Punk MJF, I think, had the most complete one. Where others had moments, there's another category for that. Yep. I'll bring up another few that has a moment, but CM Punk MJF. All right, I'm cheating, and I'm not going to win this, so the, the CM Punk MJF will win this. CM Punk versus Hangman Page. It was really good, too. It's a very small feud in the vacuum. The feud was so good, it translated to real life and fucked up an entire company's plans for half a year. Yeah. Because <laughs> it went from on the mic, in the ring, to oppressor, to punches and bites, to firing, to fucking craziness, madness, off of what started as an in-ring, honest-to-God feud between a guy who said, I can't wait to work with this young man when he first showed up, to lo and behold, hatred, and I fucking hate working with children, to I'm gone. Yep. It's the feud of year for me. All right. The overarching That's, ramifications. That is fair. That That's fair, but you lose. <laughs> <laughs> and then most improved wrestler of the year. So it doesn't have to be the strongest. Just who has improved the most. I had trouble because... 
one of the candidates is no longer wrestling. Mandy Rose. They're on all. They're it's, on it's only Mandy fans. Rose. <laughs> Yo, she, I didn't know if that disqualifies her. No, nah, not. Not, not at all. Because Mandy Rose, like a year ago, we were like, really? No, yeah, she was bad. You know, and she's improved. She's still not the best wrestler in the world, but she has improved from what she was to what she is, and now she's on with the company. So Mandy Rose. Cole. R.I.P. The Internet's take. R.I.P. The the Internet's take of Bandy Rose's V Trigger is is better than yeah. Get that out. We don't have that. Um, that's interesting. That I, that's a a very good point, Mandy Rose. I if if Mandy Rose is our collective pick, I have no problems with that. Uh, but I I'm going to say uh, Wheeler Yuta. I think Wheeler Yuta, uh, be, like he just showed up big time. All like it felt like he was kind of out of nowhere. He was hanging out with the best friends, not doing a whole bunch. Then he has an incredible series of matches and goes into the Blackpool Combat Club. I think his matches with Daniel Garcia were amazing. Uh, he's he he wins most improved for me, but Mandy Rose is also a very good candidate for that as well. Yeah. I feel like we give Mandy. I disqualified her because she's no longer wrestling um, due to the OnlyFans scandal. But she Doesn't didn't mean she didn't improve. That's true. Yeah, she improved. She wins. My vote was the acclaimed. I cheated. I chose both of them. Oh. I thought they were the most improved That's wrestlers. Fair. Like, not even just a gimmick. Like, in ring, they, they put on bangers that I never expected. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I never did. So, right. I, I thought the acclaimed were most improved. Moments of the year. Come on, man. It's a two-horse race. Oh. It's a one-horse race. And it's not a wrestling, it didn't happen in the ring. It's Vince McMahon leaving, the, retiring from the WWE. It's not even fucking close. Vince McMahon. No. Come on. I don't care. Bro. Brawl out? No. Cal. No. Vince Cal. McMahon was supposed to die I'm just in saying, Gorilla. Like, no. I'm, not, I'm not going to dispute. We talked about this already there's, when it happened. There's no I'm not going to fight question. too hard about this. But it's at least a two-horse race, even if one horse edges out the other. Nah, man. It's, it's, Brawl out would, would have won any other year. But Vince McMahon is the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling. According to Hulu and Vice. Yeah. I mean, just according to anything, that man made pro wrestling and he's gone and nobody saw that coming. Unless he comes back. <laughs> we, no, all, he we, back. We, all, we all thought he was going to have to die in order for him Everybody to Everybody did. 100%. Done. Everybody thought he was going to die in Gorilla. Yes. On the headset. Yes. That's the biggest story There's, in pro wrestling. I will say, though, I've got a lot written down because on any other year, there are so many on here that could win. MJF. You have Brawl Out. You have MJF. Did he get on the f- flight gate? Yeah. Oh, MJF my God. That was here. That was here. We were like. <laughs> you, have, you have the Seth promo on Riddle. You have. Let's see what else. Oh, that was unfortunate. Co- Cody. Cody going from AEW to WWE when no one was doing that. Oh, That yeah. was a massive yeah. fucking moment. And him coming out in WrestleMania, getting that pop. And, and was super over and right to the top of the card. His injury kind of derailed that. Otherwise, we would be talking more about Cody Rhodes yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Much to Kel Chagrin. No, no. um, <laughs> Stone Cold wrestled this year, guys. Yep. <laughs> that yes. happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That, a real-ass match. A match. Real-ass yeah. match. All of, like, it, all of it dies underneath Vince. It's, it's unreal. It doesn't matter because Vince McMahon <laughs> was gone. literally, like, was is WWE he still is WWE yes. but like now he's at least for, for please stay away Vince just stay away that's all I'm gonna say yeah that it's, shit it eclipsed your, your time is done it's better off without you 100% it, it eclipsed everything Vince McMahon is so gone. so many so many big moments that could have won any other year but they all picked the year that Vince left yep 
Last one, last award, pay-per-view of the year. I had a really hard time picking this. Because I, I think it's Forbidden Door. I think it's Forbidden Door. I'm biased. I'm going to say this immediately, and I'm okay with that. Double or nothing is the best pay-per-view of the year. I didn't go to Mania. Mania night one was my runner-up. It's it funny. had Stone Cold yeah. versus, uh, it had, oh, it had Bianca yeah. on it. It had so many good matches, night one of Mania. Night one of Mania was great. It had Logan Paul yeah. on that one, too, versus The Miz. We were like, yo, Logan Paul can wrestle. Like, this shit's crazy. So they had a lot on there. Night one of Mania was my runner-up. Double or nothing. It's, it's crazy because Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, Full Gear, and uh, Revolution. These are all AEW pay-per-views that were excellent this year. Mm-hmm. But WrestleMania is not my favorite WWE pay-per-view this year. It's Clash of the Castle. Gunther and Sheamus kicked that thing off. Yeah. And Roman Reigns and Logan Paul had no business having the match that they had. And it's only because of, like, I was shocked at how, how, how the breath, how quick it was, how impactful it was. That that was my WWE, but it's right now. I'm just I'm gonna say Forbidden Door. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna stay on that because uh, Full Gear was great, and Revolution was great, and Double or Nothing was great. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it, Double or Nothing because we had the Anarchy match in the arena. We're yeah. there. We're losing our shit the yeah. entire time. I mean, I mean, to, to, let's put it this way. Let's put let's put the Double or Nothing and especially Anarchy in the arena into perspective. I am the biggest fucking Boston Celtics fan on planet Earth, <laughs> and they were playing Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals that night, and they were in the fourth quarter, and anarchy in the arena started, and I never checked the score until the end of the game because I just was, there was so much going on that I just, it took me out of that frame of mind of yeah. even thinking about the game. That's how crazy that was. Yeah. Um, so I think Double or Nothing's the one. I think we could be, we could be talking about Forbidden Door here if Adam Cole does not get hurt in that match. Yeah, no, it was a little long. match, People, people forget like that match was fucking humming along, yep. and the, the I mean, the amount of talent in that match is is ridiculous. But I remember the end of that pay per view being weird. Ridiculous. Well, it was Moxley and Ta- Tanahashi had a great match, but then they they ended with an angle. Angle, yeah, and they, they did the they run in, and it just left. The yeah, we we could be we could be talking about Forbid, Forbidden Door because there were a lot of great matches on that card, and that championship match for the IWGP Championship would have. I I I want an alternate reality where we see the true end of that because they were all four going and then yep. it's just unfortunate that Adam Cole got hurt and it's it's I mean clearly it's very serious autumn. since we don't we don't know what's going on so um, hopefully he gets healthy but otherwise Forbidden Door was a very good show but yeah we were at double or nothing double or um, nothing yeah. well, right. <laughs> you know yeah it was right here in Vegas can't wait for the next one yeah it's gonna yeah. be a crazy show Cole you have to come into town. For that next year, you were taking, you were not taking no for an answer. You got to be here. And then uh, we'll be in your city, new adopted city for WrestleMania. So 2023 is going to be crazy, even crazier than 2022. Like it's the first year of the trips yep. regime, the first full year. Tony is probably going to have full on deals for two different huge brands. Three years ago, he had none. Like now, now he has two of the biggest wrestling brands in his ownership. So it, it's going to be amazing. And Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. 
gonna be at your crib, oh, yeah. chilling and watching it. And New Japan is back. Damn, the pandemic hit them hard, and it took them a while to find their footing. We're good. Yep. We're we're back to where it was, and now everyone is good, and it's great, man. It's a great time for pro wrestling. Our awards next year will reflect that. We appreciate everyone for listening. We honestly do. Producer Cole, baby, as always, thank you for joining us. Amazing show. We'll keep this short and sweet for everyone here at Blue Wire Studios. Happy holidays. Enjoy your family. Follow us on social media. If you guys aren't already, Corner Podcast underscore Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Man, it's been one hell of a year in pro wrestling. Can't wait to see what happens next year. But for now, we're out. Peace. Scissor with daddy ass. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.